Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we dive into How to Be an Epicurean by Catherine Wilson, a compelling guide that illuminates the ancient philosophy of Epicureanism for the contemporary reader. Published in 2019, this enlightening work reveals that Epicureanism, often misconstrued as merely a pursuit of pleasure, is a comprehensive worldview offering insights on living a fulfilling, ethical, and meaningful life. Catherine Wilson, the author, brings a rich background in philosophy to the table. Having taught in prestigious institutions across the United States, Canada, and Europe, she currently serves as visiting presidential professor of philosophy at the Graduate Center of the City University of New York. Wilson is an acclaimed author, with works that explore not only Epicureanism, but also the philosophies of notable figures such as Gottfried Wilhelm Leibniz and René Descartes. How to Be an Epicurean is a must-read for a wide audience. Whether you are someone seeking pleasure within a philosophical framework, a philosophy aficionado eager to expand your knowledge, or a contemporary Stoic looking to explore another ancient philosophical tradition, this book offers valuable perspectives on living well. Through Wilson's expert lens, listeners will discover how the teachings of Epicureanism can be applied to navigate the complexities of modern life making it an essential addition to the libraries of thinkers, seekers, and readers everywhere. How to Be an Epicurean, The Ancient Art of Living Well Introduction Unlocking the Pleasures of Life Through Ancient Wisdom What path should we tread in the complex maze of life? Is it the pursuit of higher salaries, larger estates, and material bounty? Or should we ascend towards loftier realms of intellect and altruism? These questions have echoed through the corridors of time, engaging the minds of humanity for eons. Yet, amidst the intellectual tumult of centuries stands the serene philosophy of Epicurus, an ancient Greek sage, who proposed a surprisingly straightforward answer, our life's quest, is to embrace pleasure and eschew pain. This proposition, pristine in its simplicity, unfurls into a rich tapestry of philosophical inquiry, covering the expanse from the elemental constitution of the cosmos to the existential nuances of death itself. If you're imagining this journey as a laborious trek through dense philosophical jungles, think again. For, as we will see, Following the Epicurean path is less about strenuous mental labor and more about savoring a delightful voyage of self-discovery and wisdom. In this narrative journey, you will explore the intriguing parallels between Epicureanism and Darwinism, uncover the enigmatic fate of the soul post-mortem, and distinguish the nuanced differences between Epicurean philosophy and Stoicism. The essence of Epicurus's thoughts distilled across centuries, still casts a luminous beacon on our modern existential dilemmas, promising a journey both enlightening and thoroughly enjoyable. Part 1. Epicureanism. A grand expedition beyond mere sensual delights. In the contemporary imagination, Epicureanism evokes images of indulgent feasts or the refined tastes of a wine aficionado, a synonym for hedonism especially with an oddly specific focus on gastronomy. 
But to distill Epicureanism to these superficial connotations does a disservice to its profound and encompassing nature. Indeed, the pursuit of pleasure stands at the heart of Epicurean philosophy, as championed by Epicurus and his eminent disciple, the Roman poet-philosopher Lucretius. However, their exploration into the realms of pleasure reveals a nuanced tapestry, recognizing that today's excess can be tomorrow's regret, and that our quest for happiness must navigate the presence of others' similar pursuits gracefully. Epicurus's and Lucretius's intellectual voyage stretches far beyond the domain of pleasure. They cast their philosophical gaze over an expansive horizon, touching on nature, physics, history, love, death, and religion, their insights retaining a striking relevance in the contemporary world. The headline here is, Epicureanism unfolds as a comprehensive philosophical doctrine, not limited to the pursuit of pleasure, but as an all-encompassing theory of existence. In the lush environs of a garden in ancient Athens around the 3rd century BCE, Epicurus and his followers pondered over these complex ideas. While much of Epicurus's original works succumbed to the ravages of time, notably to the devastating eruption of Mount Vesuvius in 79 CE, Lucretius kept the Epicurean legacy alive through his extensive literary contributions, particularly his philosophical epic On the Nature of Things. Epicureanism, despite its contemporary perception tinged with frivolity, has extensively influenced the course of philosophical thought. Its principles have resonated through the minds of thinkers such as Thomas Hobbes, John Stuart Mill, Jean-Jacques Rousseau, and Karl Marx, not to mention its profound impact on several American founding fathers, including Thomas Jefferson. Epicurus's intellectual legacy extends into the scientific realm with his early theorization of atomism. Dubbed Epicurean atomism, this concept posited the universe as composed of minute, indivisible particles, atoms, which remain the sole constants amidst the ceaseless flux of existence. While modern science has refined these notions, the foundational accuracy of Epicurean atomism as an ancient scientific hypothesis is remarkably prescient. This theory, alongside Lucretius's proto-evolutionary ideas, underscores Epicureanism's enduring significance, steering us towards understanding its relevance not just as a doctrine of pleasure, but as a profound inquiry into the fabric of existence itself. Part 2. Epicureanism and the Modern Glimpse into Nature's Blueprint In an era shadowed by myth and divine intervention, the Epicureans cast a surprisingly modern light, discerning the workings of nature through a lens remarkably devoid of supernatural influence. They envisioned a primeval world where a myriad of creatures flourished, each sculpted by the indiscriminate hand of chance from atoms. Among this diverse tapestry of life, survival was the privilege of those bearing traits, swift of foot or keen of mind, that favored persistence. In this ancient narrative, there is no room for divine architects. Nature, in its sheer complexity, was the product of random atomic interplay, a viewpoint that found itself the subject of ridicule across the ages. In the 19th century, Charles Darwin introduced the concept of natural selection, encountering skepticism akin to that which greeted the doctrines of Lucretius centuries earlier. Yet, as time marched on, Darwin's theories gained acceptance, 
casting Lucretius's insights as a prescient whisper of evolution long before its formal recognition. The key message to grasp is, the absence of supernatural forces in Epicureanism paints it as a philosophy that resonates with surprising modernity. Where then, amid this atomic ballet, does consciousness emerge? The Epicureans proposed the existence of soul atoms, particles vibrant with life's essence, as the wellspring of consciousness. Yet one need not subscribe to the literal existence of these specific atoms to appreciate the Epicurean perspective on consciousness using contemporary science. Consider the intricate arrangement of atoms constituting our being. Is the phenomenon of consciousness more convincingly attributed to this material configuration or to an intangible essence lurking within us? The former, grounded in physical reality, aligns more closely with today's scientific understanding. But this brings us to a conundrum. Why does consciousness exist at all if we are but an incidental assembly of atoms? Here, modern science echoes an Epicurean ethos, suggesting consciousness as an evolutionary asset. Imagine a comparison between a robotic vacuum and a mouse. The former, programmed for specific tasks, pales in comparison to the latter's natural abilities. Notably, its emotional responses, such as fear and affection, which guide its survival and reproduction. The dynamic and emotive operation of the mouse's brain, and by extension the human brain, is fundamental to its survival. According to Epicurean thought, our consciousness, this inner awareness, is rooted in the brain's material processes and dissipates with the demise of the body. The soul atoms, as per their belief, scatter, merging back into the cosmic reservoir. Yet, this acknowledgement of life's transience need not be despairing. Instead, it beckons us to embrace existence fully, to live with purpose and zest in the fleeting moments we are afforded. This Epicurean reflection, rooted in antiquity, yet mirroring contemporary discourse, invites us to consider our place within the vast tapestry of life, empowered by a consciousness tethered not to the heavens, but to the very essence of the natural world. Part 3. Navigating Life's Choices with Epicurean Wisdom Embark on a philosophical journey with Epicurus, where the compass for navigating the complexities of life aligns with two fundamental principles, the pursuit of pleasure and the avoidance of pain. This, according to Epicurus, isn't merely a desire but a natural impulse embedded within us, with nature herself as our guide and ultimate reference. Yet, embracing pleasure while shunning pain isn't as straightforward as one might hope. Picture the aftermath of an indulgent night out, the dreaded hangover, a stark reminder that excess can spiral into discomfort. This is where Epicurus introduces a crucial modifier, prudence. Acting with foresight involves a delicate balance, assessing not only the immediate, but also the long-term repercussions of our choices. The crux of this philosophical guide is, Epicurean ethics champions the quest for pleasure, tempered by prudence and moral consideration. When faced with life's decisions, an Epicurean evaluates the landscape of options with a discerning eye, weighing the potential benefits and drawbacks 
to chart the course that promises the most personal fulfillment. Consider the practical dilemma of opting for a dental visit to preempt future discomfort, a straightforward decision favoring immediate minor discomfort over potential pain. However, the waters grow murkier with decisions like purchasing insurance against improbable events. Here, if peace of mind or the elimination of worry constitutes your pleasure, Epicureanism nods in approval. But Epicureanism doesn't orbit solely around self-centric considerations. The social and moral dimensions of our decisions are pivotal. The philosophy staunchly opposes interpretations like those of the Marquis de Sade, who, under the banner of natural pleasure-seeking, justified acts of cruelty. Such readings miss the essence of Epicureanism's call for adherence to moral conventions. Epicurus acknowledged the innate human propensity towards kindness, but wasn't blind to the darker inclinations towards greed, violence, or deceit. In recognition of these tendencies, he advocated for the establishment of laws and institutions. These constructs, although artificial and imperfect, embody a collective strategy to avert societal dissolution into anarchy. Legal systems, for instance, evolve and are flawed, the American criminal justice system being a case in point. Yet, despite their imperfections and their non-natural origins, these frameworks of rules and regulations are indispensable. They anchor society, enabling, for the most part, a life led in pursuit of pleasure, fenced in by the boundaries of prudence and moral decency. Through Epicurean ethics, we're invited to a nuanced understanding of life's pleasures, enjoyments that are deeply satisfying, not merely in their immediacy, but also in their harmony with the broader tapestry of human experience and communal coexistence. Part 4. Embracing Life's Dualities Love, Death, and Epicurean Wisdom In the philosophical panorama of ancient Greece, Epicureanism presents a striking contrast to the ascetic views of its Stoic contemporaries, particularly on the nature of passion. While Stoics might regard passion as a malaise to be eradicated, Epicureans see it as a natural, albeit complex, component of life. This inclusion of passion, with all its turbulences and ecstasies, underlines a broader acceptance of life's manifold experiences. Indeed, the path of romantic love is fraught with potential suffering, a reality acknowledged by both Epicurus and his ardent follower, Lucretius. The pangs of unreciprocated affection or the sting of jealousy serve as poignant examples of the often inextricable link between love and pain. Yet, the Epicurean response isn't to recoil from love's embrace, but to accept its dual nature as an integral aspect of existence, akin to the inevitability of death itself. The core insight here revolves around acceptance. Some forms of pain arising from the depths of love or the finality of death are intrinsic to the human condition. Epicurus himself refrained from marriage, though he didn't impose such preferences upon his disciples. A notable aspect of Epicureanism was its inclusivity towards women, branding it as uniquely progressive among ancient philosophical schools where women could participate and be regarded as equals. This forward-thinking stance extends to the modern interpretation of Epicureanism, particularly in relation to homosexuality. The philosophy advocates for the acceptance and moral integrity of relationships, thus upholding that any consensual union, devoid of harm to others, 
aligns with Epicurean ethics. The pain inflicted by the denial of such bonds, according to Epicurean principles, is both unnecessary and avoidable. Similarly, the contemplation of death occupies a significant place in Epicurean thought. Death, as Epicurus posits, represents the ultimate cessation, devoid of consciousness or continuation. This perspective renders death not as an occurrence to be feared, but as a natural closure to life. Underscored by the imperative to value and maximize the quality of our earthly existence, Epicureanism provides no cosmic scorekeeping, no heavenly rewards or infernal punishments post-mortem, emphasizing the importance of living a good, ethical, and fulfilling life in the here and now. In the Epicurean tradition, the acceptance of love's volatility and death's finality isn't a resignation but an invitation to live fully, embracing the complex tapestry of human experiences with wisdom, morality, and a deep appreciation for the pleasures and pains that define our existence. Part 5. Exploring the Epicurean Landscape of Nature versus Convention Amid the philosophical currents that have shaped our understanding of the world, the Epicurean doctrine offers a compelling lens to distinguish the inherent from the constructed. Lucretius, a sage within this tradition, introduces us to the concept of properties, intrinsic qualities that define the essence of things, the heaviness of rocks, the heat of fire, the liquidity of water. These properties, according to Lucretius, are immutable, woven into the very fabric of their bearers. In contrast, stand the accidents, circumstantial traits like wealth, status, or freedom, transient and unanchored to the essence of being. Herein lies a profound Epicurean distinction, the separation between the immutable laws of nature and the mutable conventions of human society. At the core of Epicurean philosophy is this crucial distinction between nature and convention, illuminating the canvas of existence with three distinct categories the indestructible atoms, natural entities like flora and fauna, and the human-crafted conventions encompassing both tangible objects and abstract notions. Conventional items, while often physically manifest, derive their essence from human agreement and understanding. A pound coin, devoid of its societal context, loses its identity, much like a queen would cease to be recognized as such in a realm where her sovereignty holds no sway. These conventions, however, are far from inconsequential. They shape the realities of our world, casting long shadows over human experiences. Poverty and war, though constructs of human society, exert tangible, often devastating effects on the fabric of human life. In a distinctly modern interpretation, Epicurean philosophy frames human rights not as innate but as conceptual constructs a perspective diverging from many contemporary philosophical views that innate these rights as natural. An Epicurean argument posits that the intense deliberation and discourse surrounding human rights hint at their conventional rather than natural origins. Even history with its mosaic of events and narratives falls under the shadow of convention according to Epicurean thought. Our connection to past events undeniably mediated through narratives handed down through generations, lacks the directness that could render it purely objective. 
Our comprehension of history, and indeed much of our engagement with the world, is filtered through a subjective lens, shaped by our senses and interpretations. This Epicurean view introduces a layer of existential reflection, the realization of the boundaries of our perception and the subjective frame through which we construct our understanding of the world. It beckons us to navigate our realities with a mindful acknowledgement of the dance between the immutable laws of nature and the mutable constructs of human society. Part 6. Striving for Truth in an Atom-Sized World In the complex tapestry of Epicurean philosophy, atomism presents us with a humbling realization. The ultimate reality of atoms eludes our direct perception rendering the world as we see it a confluence of countless minute particles. This microscopic ballot, invisible to the naked eye, forms the cradle of our perceivable existence, yet remains an enigma wrapped in the veil of its sheer diminutiveness. Given this, our individual perspectives, shaped by unique sensory faculties and personal histories, paint varied pictures of reality, suggesting an inherent subjectivity in our perception of the world. Amidst this kaleidoscopic diversity, one might wonder, can we ever grasp the essence of truth with certainty? The unsettling answer is that absolute certainty, in its purest form, remains a horizon forever distant. Yet this does not consign us to a realm of skepticism or despair. Instead, it beckons us towards empiricism, a beacon guiding our pursuit of knowledge through the murky waters of uncertainty. Empiricism champions a methodology rooted in sensory exploration and evidence gathering, forging a path as close to the truth as humanly attainable. It encourages us to amass observations, to question and analyze, building a consensus of understanding that, while perhaps not infallible, serves as our best approximation of reality. Consider the scenario of witnessing a dramatic event or receiving second-hand accounts of such occurrences. Empiricism advises a judicious examination of the evidence. Does the information available pass through the filters of credibility and motive without raising doubts? If so, it merits our tentative acceptance as a reflection of reality. This empirical mindset extends into the realm of science, where the pursuit of knowledge is an iterative journey marked by both breakthroughs and recalibrations. The historical debate over the health implications of margarine versus butter illustrates the evolving nature of scientific consensus, underlining the value of retaining a questioning spirit while still engaging constructively with the best available evidence. The discourse around climate change exemplifies the necessity of applying an empirical lens to contemporary challenges. Acknowledging the remote possibility of scientific error does not absolve us of the moral imperative to act based on compelling evidence, especially when faced with issues of global significance and ethical weight. In confronting the uncertainties of our world, from the atomic to the atmospheric, the Epicurean legacy guides us towards an empirical approach. While absolute certainty eludes our grasp, we are empowered to navigate the expanse of human knowledge with discernment, humility, and a commitment to act upon the most credible, ethically grounded evidence at our disposal. Part 7. Embracing Epicureanism for a life rich in pleasure and meaning. Imagine assessing religious beliefs through the lens of empiricism. 
it quickly becomes apparent that the existence of a divine overseer orchestrating our lives falls into the realm of improbability. The author contends that we hold a moral obligation to question the assertion of deities actively involved in our daily affairs. Yet not all religious practices find themselves at odds with the essence of Epicureanism. Charitable endeavors and moral encouragements stemming from religious communities align with Epicurean virtues. However, the superstition intrinsic to many religious traditions strays from the Epicurean commitment to rationality and understanding. In the search for a life philosophy devoid of religiosity, one might find Stoicism a compelling alternative, especially given its modern resurgence. However, the Stoic life, characterized by a certain emotional austerity, might not offer the richness and joy that accompanies the Epicurean pursuit. Epicureanism presents a lively invitation. Choose this path if you seek a life brimming with pleasure and endowed with meaning. Where Stoicism regards emotions as maladies to be cured, Epicureanism celebrates them as a fundamental aspect of our humanity. The pursuit of pleasure is not mere indulgence, but a recognition of our innate desires and feelings as natural and worthy components of life. The Stoic might challenge this pursuit as selfish, advocating instead for a life marked by not only joy but also profound significance. Yet, this raises the question what truly imbues life with meaning? Our capacity for advanced thought and long-term planning sets us apart in the natural world, enabling us to undertake actions that feel intrinsically meaningful, be it through professional achievements, philanthropic efforts, or personal endeavors. However, Epicureanism cautions against the relentless pursuit of such goals to the extremes. History is replete with figures whose quests for greatness or wealth led them astray from the essence of what it means to be human. Epicureanism proposes a different measure of a life well-lived, one not predicated on accolades or conquests, but on the simple, genuine gestures of living and loving. In the grand cosmic scheme, our individual significance might seem minuscule against the backdrop of an unimaginably vast universe devoid of any preordained design. Yet this very realization, that amidst the cosmos's sprawling canvas, we exist as sentient, conscious beings, imbues our existence with a profound, albeit paradoxical, significance. The sheer unlikelihood of our being, the miraculous dance of atoms that constitutes our thoughts and sensations, is a source of wonder. Isn't it astonishing that against all odds, we are here, capable of pondering, feeling, and embracing the richness of life? This awe in the face of existence, this gratitude for the sheer chance of being, underpins the Epicurean philosophy. It's an invitation to revel in the marvel of life, finding pleasure and meaning in the simplest of experiences and the most profound of reflections. Final Summary At the heart of Epicureanism lies a call to a life rich in pleasure, tempered with the wisdom of prudence and the guidance of morality. This ancient philosophy, free of supernatural entanglements and dismissive of an afterlife, fosters a grounded and optimistic perspective towards our existence. Epicureanism unfolds as a guide to navigating the complexities of life, urging us to cherish and seek out joy 
while maintaining a mindful approach to our actions. This philosophy is not one of hedonistic abandon, but of thoughtful indulgence, where the gratification of the senses is encouraged, so long as it aligns with the well-being of oneself and others. The absence of divine oversight or the promise of eternal life does not render Epicureanism bleak. Instead, it elevates the significance of our mortal journey, imbuing every moment with the potential for happiness and discovery. It's a clarion call to embrace the myriad pleasures life offers, fostering a deep appreciation for the beauty and wonder encapsulating our existence. Epicureanism stands as a beacon of enlightenment, compelling us to lead lives rich in contentment and significance, guided by the principles of pleasure, prudence, and moral integrity. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.